So how about that uh, jiu-jitsu this morning? Yeah, I didn't die. <laughs> did you like it? I did. liked it a lot. A lot of uh, a lot more thinking involved it than was, I thought there was going to be. Like, yeah. a, like a chess game. 100%. A brutal, painful, sweaty chess game. That was your first. So, yes, for the for everybody's listening, Jerry went to jiu-jitsu. Jiu-jitsu. And it was an open mat, too. Yeah. So those that know, you know. Um, how do you like that, Mark? First first time going to jiu-jitsu and he goes to open mat. Just savagery. Yeah. <laughs> I'm used to me getting up and kicking my ass in the morning, not yeah. just strange men kicking my ass in the morning. Did you feel like you were in control? Yes, until I wasn't. <laughs> You're like, I it, totally, it, was all, it was all this. I totally, I totally have this. It was all this false sense of security. The worst part was when I thought I was in control, mm-hmm. and then I felt the fingers like creeping up behind me, and I, and I knew. Yeah, it was like slow death coming. I'm done. <laughs> this is going to be painful. Oh, it's so good, man. <laughs> it's so good. It's exhausting. I don't know. I don't understand. It's weird. It's it, like one of our, you know, you know Bruce. Yep. Our client. He's. I got him, <clears> on it, and he's like the first time he went. He's like, he's like, I don't even understand what happened. He's like, I totally got my ass kicked, and I want more now. And now he's addicted. I could see how it could become a a drug, almost like the weightlifting yeah. and training and yeah, stuff. Yeah. 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 You want more. Do you want to do it again? I do. I think I do. Yeah. Nice, dude. Um, what was your what's your like your highlight of this morning? It's just interesting to get a perspective because, like, real quick, I'll tell you my story. I've talked about it before, but it, it takes like a huge amount of ball. There's a lot of anxiety showing up to that. You know what I mean? Because yeah. especially as, a, as an adult, <clears throat> you know. So my when I first started, it was 38, I think, and I remember, and, you know. Like, there's no secret I've done some hard things in my life, you know, yeah. former careers and whatnot. But so you show up and you're just sitting in the parking lot. You're like, am I really about to walk in here and get my ass kicked? Like, this is, this is insane. You know, this is like, I'm like teleported back to being like third grade, you know, or I don't know, whatever grade, like schoolyard yeah. bully type stuff. Like meet me in the parking lot at 3 p.m. <laughs> I'm going to kick your ass. You know, and here you are just like paying you know, like I'm going to volunteer to get my ass kicked and, uh, and then, you know, hope, to, hope that I like it. But, and then I had another friend that, um, he's, an, he's another member of Crest. He's like, yeah, dude, my first time I sat in the parking lot, he's like, I almost drove off. Like it was that bad. It's, it's completely normal. Like everybody, everybody has that feeling of like, damn, do I really just want to go as a 40 something year old man coming here? And just- yeah. And I think also for me, cause I have a martial arts background. Yeah. But it's a striking background. So kind of putting all of that out of my head and going in with a clean slate and yeah. just being a sponge. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> it's a little bit different when you're when you're that close to another human being. Like that yes. intimate. Like we're, we're touching yes. each other. <laughs> Sweats being exchanged. Yeah. Body parts are touching. And it's, the plo- it's the closest thing you could do to sex without <laughs> it being sex. Right? Yeah. 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 Um, but anyway. I think the biggest takeaway I got was the uh, the camaraderie, the brotherhood. The there's no egos. It's just oh man, you can't. Yeah. yeah. As soon as you go in there with an ego, you're but you're gonna get checked. Correct. Yeah. Real quick. Yeah. No, it's good. It's like you know we ch- all go in there, try to kill each other, and be <laughs> friends after. It's very strange. I don't know, <laughs> but as it should be, right? Um, but yeah. Did you get? I mean, I I didn't really. I wasn't too hard on you, but was anybody really hard on you? They started off nice and easy. And then who was the hardest? Stratton. Stratton. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of yeah. course. Yeah. Yeah. 
I did one thing stupid. And he's like, nope, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do said, that. Okay. And he's like giggling yeah. As, yeah. As, he's, yeah. as he's hurting you. As he's yeah. wiping his sweat on me. And yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So it was him and another guy. And if we go tomorrow, um, which you haven't told me yet. So I told Jerry, I said, okay, listen, you're in town. You know, oh, if he goes, I don't know. This is you know, Jerry Frito. He's one of our Gogi coaches. Um, yes. Runs the challenge. Actually, the last challenge. Last challenge. We're putting it, we're, I put a bullet in it finally. <laughs> <laughs> and that's because, you know, we're focused more on the actual coaching and the community of what yeah. we're doing there. Anyways, um, so I said, hey, you, you, you know, you're, you don't get to hang out much. You want to lift with, you know, you guys want to get a lift in together or do you want to do jujitsu? You know, one or the other. And a lot of people are going to be like, oh, I'll do both. It's like, okay, I get that. And yes, we could do both, but we're not going to, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because we're fucking tired. I want to be able to function. Yeah. Afterwards. I want to be able to like have brain power, <laughs> yeah. some brain power. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We'll see how, how my body's feeling later. Later? <laughs> late, yeah. late game time you decision. In, you got in the truck, you're like, my toes yeah. hurt. And like, yep, yeah. that's a thing. That's a thing. <laughs> Especially when you do it for a long time and then you get them in the ice bath. And bro, I, it's, it's got to be like borderline arthritis. Mark, does your toes hurt? No? Nope. Bro, my toes are like, they don't even bend as much anymore. <laughs> the alleys are all fucked up too. She's got like fucked up toes now too. And, um, and then they get them in the ice bath, dude. They just like... Wherever you have arthritis, that that cold just seeps right. It in. just seeps right in. Do like my elbows because of getting armbarred so many times. Which yes, I know I should not be getting armbarred, but <laughs> shit happens, man. Sometimes I put it out there and they grab it. Anyways, but my elbows, my elbows are the take the longest to warm up. Like when I get out, yeah. It's like my elbows are cold. It's the weirdest thing. Anyways, the other thing I thought was cool was uh, as the guys were instructing me on what to do. Yeah. They that had, was not me. I was like, yeah. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna try to smash you. Yes, and then good which luck. I, which I appreciate it. <laughs> but they would tell me what to do, and then I would do it, and then they're like, okay, now I'm gonna show you how I'm gonna kick your ass with. Yeah, you. right. Yeah, and right. then I'm like flipped on my back, and I'm like, okay, gotcha. Yeah, it happens. You saw me run, you know, rolling with, you know, black belt Dan. Yeah, yeah. who's from Jersey, by the way? Is he really? Yeah, I did not know yeah, that. Monmouth County, New Jersey. Yeah, we were talking some Jersey oh, smack. Dirty, dirty little guy. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um. Anyways, this is a good morning. Yes, absolutely. Good morning. So uh, we were talking yesterday. What did, we bring, what did we want to bring up? I was like, oh, we got to talk about it on the podcast. Oh, so for those who don't know, Rewind, was it episode 30, The Killing the 300-Pound Man? Yes. Okay. So if you, if you, you know, you can pause this podcast, go back to episode 30, <laughs> watch The Killing the 300-Pound Man. That's like basically your story of, yes, sir. you know, your dad. Um your dad died at 49. 49, massive heart attack. And then you signed on with the Gogi as a client at what age? 43. We uh, just hit our four year, right? It's going to be four years in July. Four years in July. 305 pounds. 305. Knocking on death's door. God, you looked horrible, too. <sighs> Not only did I look horrible, felt horrible mentally. Oh. The worst part of my, worst, worst point of my life, depression-wise, mm-hmm. mentally, and physically. Just don't get it, man. They don't. And what's crazy is uh, I heard somebody say, especially with like the the TRT stuff. Um, Joe Wilson, a good friend of mine that lives out in Columbia, he goes, uh, he goes, you don't know how bad you feel until you feel good. It's like, oh shit, I was like in a really bad way. Because when you're in that moment, when you're yeah. living that life, like even though just, it's bad and you're depressed, you kind of put this false sense of security around like, that. This is normal. It's okay. Yeah, this, this is this is normal. This is how everybody feels. Correct. And, and then when you get to here, you're like, holy shit. Like, why ever go back to that? Correct. So my question was this, because, you know, people don't, you know, I, let me pull up this and, and, uh, hold on. 
um, Squire program just posted something. And I've seen it a million times. I just thought it was hilarious. So, like, you, and you've heard this, like, start a new business, talk, uh, cost 3K. I mean, we started Johnny Slicks with you know, $400. So, like, three, 3K is, like, amazing to start a business, in my opinion. Because um, if you can start a business at $400 and make it worth millions, like. No, no decision. Yeah, let's yeah. go, dude. Yeah. Anyways, start a business, 3K, too risky. Buy a new car for 30000 totally reasonable. Uh, healthy groceries, 50 bucks, can't afford it. Fancy dinner, one fifty, no issues. Learn a new skill, two hours, no time. Uh, Netflix and YouTube, five hours, just one more. I'm like, like life is about choices. Stop blaming lack of opportunity. I mean, come on, dude. You know what I mean? Like the same thing. Like invest a, a thousand bucks in in crypto when it's down. Nah, new iPhone. Yes. Yep. You know, ten thousand dollars to start a business, like borrow from your parents or borrow from friends. Not a chance. Like people would be like, go. Fuck yourself. Take out $200,000 of student loans. Like, what the fuck, dude? Anyways. Um, so we were talking about if your present self, how, how do I word this? If you walked in this room or walked into a room with version 1.0 of Jerry yep. and sat down and said, hey, this is. This is where you can get to. This is where you can get to. There, there would you? There would have been no amount of money that I wouldn't have spent. And I think I asked you. I said, I said, if it cost if hundred thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars, I would have found a way. You'd have found I it. I would have found a way, because you can't put a price on a living, on, yeah. on life, right? You can't put a price on that. Yeah. You know, when I want to talk to my my dad, mm-hmm. I got to go to a cemetery. Yeah. I got to I got to talk to a stone. That's how I communicate with my dad. That that, that was going to be my kid's future. Bro. And even saying that like now out loud, it, it, it still hits me like a ton of bricks. Because that would have been How old like, would he be right now? Uh he was born in fifty one, so seventy two, I think. Seventy Totally reasonable. Absolutely. Totally reasonable. I mean, how dude Joe is in the Agogi seventy two and yeah. he's like crushing people. Yep. He's is he still running boot camps too? Oh, on yeah. the side? He just challenged everyone to do a uh, hundred weighted burpees at the end of their uh training sessions. Really? Yeah, and he was doing it on video. <laughs> Seventy two. Isn't that crazy? So we have literally the Agogi has um well Zeke just left. We have a nineteen year old all the way to seventy two yeah. year old, all getting the same information. That kid kid's in boot camp right now. Yeah, he's he's such a good kid. Yeah, I, I love just put, that kid. I just put him in uh I just put a message in to recon to see if they would give him a look because he's got a recon option. Okay. So he's got a, he, you know, he gets an opportunity to try out if they so choose. So I dropped his name. So he's a good kid, man. Give him a shot. If he fucks it up, you know, he'll learn. Otherwise, you know, whatever. But it was just cool to see that. So 72 years old. Yeah, man. So your dad would have been, if he would have taken care of himself. He Absolutely. You know, and what's sad is, you know, uh, you lose out. Your daughter loses out. Seeing, you know, he loses out by he watching. He didn't get to see me get married twice. A good time. <laughs> <laughs> didn't get to see the birth of my daughter. Oh, really? Yeah. Didn't get to see my, my son grow up. So it's everything. And I hate these people who say, well, he's up there watching down. Oh, yeah. That's supposed to make me feel better. He's not fucking down here. Yeah, I can't so, have a conversation. Yeah, exactly. What if I get into a problem? There's what if a, I want to talk to my dad about a problem? There's a, con- there's a country song, my dad's old number. I don't know if you ever heard it. No. Man, I hear that song on the radio and it just busts me I don't down. do the country music, Jerry. Okay. Even though I'm from Jersey, I still listen to country. 
But you're, I, didn't, I didn't realize how much country Jersey was. Yes. When I came up. When there. you came up, yeah, we live in the good like, the, the, the boondocks part. There's of trees here. <laughs> For some reason, I just saw like a concrete, like pavement. But you, like you, you saw obviously with Cassidy being down here, how yeah. close we are, how we yeah. talk. My son and I are the same way. We talk all the time. My stepson, we talk all the same. time. You know, I can't do that. I can't pick up the phone and call my dad and be like, "Hey, I got a question for you." Yeah, can't do that. And uh, we were talking about last night. It was <laughs> it was totally like heart related. Yes, cardiovascular yeah. heart attacks. He just didn't take care of himself. And you know, me following that same path. You were heading right down that right same path. Pro- pro- I I think I would have been dead quicker than him. He died really? at forty nine. I think I probably would have hit forty six. Like now, I'm forty six. I don't know yeah. if I would have been here now. So you, based off the, the the record you were at, it was yeah. Because the one thing I was then. doing that he wasn't doing, because of course I got to do extra. Mm-hmm. I added in the drinking. God, so on top of sweet, yeah, on top of That's the food, cool. yeah. I was drinking a bottle of whiskey every two to three days. Oh, right before I joined the ego. Man, what was the trigger? What was the just unhappy with me? Yeah, but like you saw something I I put out there that was just so. Like, yeah, I was very simple. I was walking up the stairs to my office. Uh-huh. Forty three years old. You should be able to do that with no problem, right? I got remember, to the, I remember got to the top of the stairs. Chest pains, couldn't breathe, and I'm like, fuck. So I went downstairs, mm-hmm. cried like a baby in front Is of that my your mirror. house or at work? Yeah, yeah, house. at my house. Went downstairs in the bathroom, looked at myself in the mirror, cried like a baby, and said, "You need to fucking change, yeah. or you're gonna die. You have to do something." Yeah. Pulled myself together. I don't know what made me do it. I picked up my phone, looked on Instagram, and I saw your back when you were a pirate, you know, with the long hair and the yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I saw the, the uh, surviving the cut. That's how it all started. Yeah. Went to my wife, and my kids, and I said, "Hey, I I need to do this," and they they're all like, "Yeah, do it." It was so rudimentary. You were talking. You were laughing last the night. The Google Sheets. The Google Sheets. We were doing everything on Google Sheets. Yep. And we had. Do we have a Facebook group at that time, or is it literally? No. 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 It was, no, it was no just, yeah. How are we communicating? I think it was all through email and like. What yeah. the hell, dude? It just, was like the rudimentary program. Yeah, but it worked. But it was. But it exactly. That just goes to show you because we like all these people that like, the app doesn't. The apps <laughs> crashed or this and that. It's like motherfucker. That is not that is not your issue. That's the luxury life. That's the luxury yeah. life, yeah. man. That is trust me. That is not your issue. You got your training. You got your nutrition. Do the fucking thing, man. Anyways, and, and I think that ties right back to what you were saying about the cost because we're so programmed in this country that comfort, easiness. Yeah, yeah. You know, when I would sit there and, and eat, you know, indulgent food, it was comfortable. It made me feel good. It was easy. I didn't have to go to the gym. It's so short-lived, though. It's like you feel good while you're eating, and then afterwards you just feel like a piece of shit. So what, what does that make you do? Eat more. My brother, <laughs> I mean, you know my brother's yep. story, right? Yep. Um, my brother told me that. He's like, afterwards, he's like, yeah, I eat because I'm unhappy, and I'm unhappy because I eat. And I'm like, you're stuck in a fucking loop, homie. And it's a cycle. Yeah. It's a bad fucking cycle. Like, when I would go to bed at night, it was nothing for me to go into the fridge, grab a handful of pepperoni, cheese and just scoff it down 10 11 o'clock at night do you like look <laughs> this is super fucked up do you look back at that that guy and go you're fucking disgusting yes like you're a disgusting you're human an, being you're an embarrassment <laughs> and and the worst like you know obviously you know my, my family they're they were supportive of me then they loved me back then but it's your it's, family's it's, always gonna love correct you. but it's about almost you. to a Bad thing. Yeah. Like, don't you wish somebody in your family was like Jerry? You need to fucking change. Yeah, you're you're gonna you're gonna, you're like gonna die. You're gonna die. Yeah. 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 Tim said that too, because he said, uh, remember him talking about yep. on the call? He's like one of the he went to one of his sales or one of his uh, not reps, one of his customers. They're like, Tim, you look so great, because he's lost like 
want to say he's like 75 pounds yeah. or something crazy. And uh, he's like, you look so great, man. Last time, last time I saw you, I thought you were knocking on death's door. It's like, motherfucker, why didn't you say something? You know what I mean? And that's the problem with men. It's like, no, we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we don't want to, you know, we, we don't want to offend, offend anybody. anybody. Like, yeah. dude, what the hell? It's like, but literally all that could be is like, hey, dude, I'm worried about, just like we talked about in the last thing, like it's not considered gossip or anything if you'll talk to the person directly and you and it's coming from a pl- not a place not a place of negativity negativity it's a place of purpose yeah. or you know positivity it's like dude listen you know this might ruin our relationship but uh, i'm worried about you are you okay your health looks like a little you know yeah you know? and and, and it, you know it's it being a father we, we you know we used to always talk about dads right and in the world that we live in today and I've said this a hundred times, you cannot be the protector and provider that you need to be for your kids if you're fat and overweight. You, you, can't. you can't do it. It's, it's impossible. You can, you can lie to yourself. You, absolutely. You can think, I mean, I did this when I was 305 pounds. Yeah, I'm a big, tough guy. Can you imagine going and rolling those mats at 305? I would have had a heart attack right there on the mats. And that's the reality. And that's just for, we're just playing around. Correct. Like if your life was on the fucking if, line, if, like those dudes in there, we can turn, we can turn. There's a big dial that, that wasn't I, hit. And you, you and I, I, mean? I, I felt that the switch was just right there. Like, yeah, we can go zero to 10. Right? Yeah. We really can, quick. We can turn this up. This yeah. is just, we're just playing. Correct. And imagine being like that 300 pound guy. It's like, well, I would see red. Like dude, that whole thing. I mean, you've heard that Mark, right? Like I'll just see red <laughs> all that, you know, I'll be ripping ears off and do it. Like, yeah, I'll be doing that too. Plus all the other things that yeah. I do. And not to mention, like, you don't have the the physical capability you to keep up. You need that cardiovascular strength to. to be able to be yeah. in the fight. You'll be out in no time. Correct. Like, do 10 seconds and you'll be like, your heart's spiked. And when you think about that, you know, from an asset and liability standpoint, yeah. being a liability to the ones you love the most. Not okay. You're a failure. Yeah. Plain and simple. You're, you're failing your kids and, and you're failing And it sucks life. because people men will sell it to themselves that they can like this over, I don't know, confidence that they have this false confidence that they have that they, they, they convince themselves that they're something that they're not. Yes. And, and, and what, and like you said, it's a liability. And the other piece of it that I think from a mental side is, and I'll I'll be honest, I did this quite a bit, the wishing there's going to be a magic genie lamp that I can rub and I'm going to be physically fit after I make that wish and wishing gets you. Oh, it's so much harder nowhere. than that. Yeah. It's so, it's the daily work, man. It's the daily work. Anyways, going back to the price. Cause we talk about like our mentorship programs, like two ninety nine, right? I can't afford that. How can you not? But then they, you know, before that I asked them like, how fed up are you? Where are you at in your life? How fed up are you? Like, Oh, I'm a 10. Okay, cool. Two ninety nine. Oh, it's like, dude, if I ripped, if I got into your budget, I'd rip your shit apart. Absolutely. Rip your shit apart. And I told, I told Kyle, I said, do you realize that? Oh, here's a, here's one. And I don't give a shit. I'll throw people on the bus. I was talking to a school teacher. So he works Monday through Friday, limited hours, you know, granted they show up early, you know, they might work eight hours or whatever, but you're done at three Maybe three thirty. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. If it's, if it's late, yeah, yeah. And you're off on the weekends, dude. One six hours. I think I did the math. Six hours 
of Uber Eats or driving Uber Eats or DoorDash or doing Uber or whatever, even other part-time job, not much money, right? Gets you over $300, $500 extra a month. Is that not worth your life? Right. <laughs> That's all it takes. Change your life. And it's not forever. It's not forever, but like just to get you just there. Just to get you where you yeah, need to get Yeah, get you where yeah. you're going. Because you know, like, you know the deal. Like, once you get into the go, you start making more money. Absolutely. It's a bizarre thing. Because you start making, when you, when you get healthy and you get more, <clears throat> and a lot of it has to do, it's like, fit, you know, we talk about fitness as a gateway drug. You build more confidence. When you build more confidence, things just. Think doors open up. Doors open up. Doors open up. Yeah. And we've seen it. I mean, how many times have people in, have, have uh, like within starting and hitting it, just even hitting a couple of their goals, they quit their job. Yep. It's like it happens a lot. It does more often than most people would think. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they get a little, they're like, I'm out of this job because they were a slave to this thing thinking they had to live this way. And all of a sudden we change their perspective and it's like, oh, wow, I can achieve pretty much anything that I want. You know, it's almost like a, a version of the walking dead, right? Because we're, we're so ingrained of, we're not physically fit. We're eating shit food. Our brain is just on this kind of like, herd. exactly yeah. herd, this herd mentality. And then once you start moving your body, this happened to me, the mental health goes, goes into a much better direction. The clarity comes in. You're like, holy fuck, I've been doing this the wrong way. Now you have a different mental health problem. Now you wake up and you're like, you're neg- you, you have to deal with a little inner bitch. Cause you're like, you're always doing hard shit. Like, God dang, this is hard, man. I'm tired. I'm sore. Fuck. You know what I mean? So there's a different kind of pull yeah. there. That's, it's funny. But if you have that, if you're having that pull, you're having that talk with that, the inner critic, the inner bitch, well, you're just in the sweet spot. I, I actually, I put that in a post the other day. I got down to my, my gym in my basement, turned on the lights at 430. Everyone else is sleeping. And I'm just saying, what the fuck am I doing down here? What am I doing? And I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, cause this is what we do. This is what we do. This is just what we do. This is, this is our life. This now. is our life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh man. It's funny. Cause everybody thinks that there's only one ro- I only know one robot. That's Steve Eckhart. Um, <laughs> everybody else is, is human. Like I'm a, I am a mere mortal. So even I have like the other day I had, uh, I'll go back to the money thing. I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. But even I have these like moments where I, I was up late. I told you, right. I was up really late. Because yep. my family's in town. Yep. Um, and so we stayed up late, and then I had the alarm clock goes off at 5. You know, I got to take my daughter to school at a certain time. It was our mentorship call. So every mentor, every day that I do a mentorship call, I spend about an hour studying and taking notes and kind of formulating my, my thoughts of yeah. what I'm going to deliver for that call. I like to be intentional about that sort of thing. Um, so I was like, okay, well, it's late. You're... You know, you're not a young man. You need to recover. You know, that extra hour, man, change your HRV a lot. And it will. It will change your HRV a lot. And but I'm like, then if I wake up, the little man's going to be awake. I've got to take her right to school. I've got an appointment at 8. Like, the day starts. Yep. Right? Yep. And then I will, I'll be flying. At that point, I'll be flying by the seat of my pants. And then I'll just be a little bit behind. You know what I mean? And I'm literally sitting there, and I'm having this whole debate with myself, and which felt like an hour-long <laughs> conversation. It was probably about 10 seconds. Um, and so I was like, nope, hard now, easy later. So I got up. Yeah. Did it, and you know what? It was a fucking phenomenal. It was an awesome day. Because we always talk about living intentionally, right? Yeah. And, it, and when you fall behind in one aspect, that just seems to snowball. It does. Dude. And then by the afternoon, the whole day shit. Yeah. And you're just like thrown off. And you're, you're mentally thrown off and, you know, like, rushing and you're not hitting your, you know, you're not, you, know, you don't have meals planned. It just goes, it just goes. And then you're not able to handle the stress. Like if an adversity comes to you, 
you're not in a good place to where you can handle that adversity. But if you do the damn work, yeah, do the thing. It's like, oh shit, dude! Like I'm totally in control. Like there's nothing. Like my family knows I'm I'm a morning gym person. Yeah. The days where things happen and I don't get in the gym in the morning it throws everything. I'm off. grumpy. Yeah. I'm just I'm just not myself. Like my cold plunge. Like I got to get that in, dude. Otherwise, like my whole mood. The whole different. the whole day it the just whole throws you off. Yeah. But it all comes down to discipline and routine, right? That's it. I tell people it's a trick. Like we really do trick people because we deal with the priorities and we do the priorities and the routine yep. thing, exercise, and. uh and I, and, I, and I tell people, I'm like, dude, all we're doing is tricking you to become more disciplined and consistent so that you can get results. That's it. You know, like you don't have to do that with us. If you just did that to yourself. In general, you'd be fine. You'd, yeah. I mean, the problem is you don't have nobody that's calling on your bullshit. Like, <laughs> a, like a, what, exactly. What like, Living by the seat of your pants yeah. does not produce results. Yeah. Anyways, you would do it. You would spend a hundred grand. If, Absolutely. If you're, if you're for your four year yourself now would have talked to your other guy and do a hundred. Absolutely. It's not a hundred grand guys. I'm just <laughs> speaking. Hypothetically. Disclaimer. Yeah. Disclaimer. Um, but that's interesting to know from your point of view. And, like, and that goes along with, and you've mentioned this before, when we have people that call in that want to join the Agoga and they say, well, let me talk to my wife or husband. And they say no. So basically what they're saying is I accept you and your worst fucking form. And I don't care if you die. I'm usually like, uh, do me a favor. If you're going to go ask your wife while you're asking your wife, um, ask her for your balls out of her purse um, and get those back. But but I know, again, back the, if present self talked to past self and went to my family and said, hey, you have to make these sacrifices for your Jerry yeah. to live. They all would have been on board. That's I usually say that. I'm like, okay, you want to talk to Let me put your wife on the phone, especially the ones that are really bad cases like yeah. yours. Yep. You know. I'm like, oh, you want to ask your wife? Oh, she says, well, put your wife on the phone. I think a lot of it, what it is, is just a, it's a men not having the confidence to go, hey, I, um, I'm not sure about that. I've got cold feet. I can't afford it. You know, whatever. Because we'll work it out. Like, dude, I want guys to, I want guys to win. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, we have multiple tiers. Um, obviously, the higher the tier, the more. Obviously, we see that, right? Like, yep. our, my tier one clients. They perform. Absolutely. They're, they perform. Savages. Dude. Savages. Savages. But it shows that, like, the more you invest in yourself, the more you take it seriously. Like, and that's a, that's one of the reasons why we kill the 30-day challenge. If they don't, like, $99, how many people don't take it seriously? Like, what's the, what was the, the finish rate on a challenge, like, average? The final, 40? like, not even. Like, sub 40%? Sub 40%. I would say mid-30s. Because you don't value $99 is not enough for you to go, fuck, dude, I'm putting everything in. Which is it. crazy when I think about it because I'm like, I'm not going to spend 100 bucks on something and just do nothing with it. Dude, there's like 10 people to challenge that just spend 100 bucks don't even show up. Exactly. It's crazy, dude. But the people that are the tier one guys that are paying a, a good amount of money, they're like, no, dude, I'm investing in this. Yeah. I'm going to get everything out of it. And, and actually, I'm going to talk about that today. I'm going to do a little, send a message to everybody. The more that you put in, the more that you show up, the more you're going to get out. And the funny thing is- In life of, in general. Yes. A lot of people think that when you do it, you're being selfish. And self-love is good, right? Okay. You, you got to be good to yourself. Josh said that, right? <laughs> yeah. He's like, I remember him saying that. He's but, like, it's okay to be selfish. Exactly. Because it makes you a better husband, father. It makes you a better human being. There's a whole, uh, I was on Tony, uh, was it Tony Blower's podcast yesterday? We were talking about that. Because Simon Sinek did a book talking about great leaders eat last. And there's somebody that contradicts that and says, no, great leaders eat first. And I like that. And the reason why I like that is, think about the father. Think about what you said. 
Like if we're not, if you as an individual is not a hundred percent locked on, ready to go, like your mental state, like the way that you lead, like you don't lead from, if you're, if you're not leading from above the bar, right. Um, the way that your perception is, the, your your physical fitness, your cognitive ability, your education, dude, you can't serve anybody. Like you're you're a lot more of a liability. Yeah. But when you are physically fit, when you are living with the kind of a stoic philosophy of leadership, like you have to take care of yourself. You have to do the the work. It's the whole plane thing, right? Your oxygen mask goes on before anybody else. Sit. Great. So you put your kid's oxygen mask on. You passed out. There's a fucking two-year-old sitting there. <laughs> yeah. Like, now what do I do? Because you've got to be the asset. Right? You've got to be the asset. Got to be the asset, yeah. not the liability. Yeah. So that come, that 100% comes down to, like, okay, I need my time. I do the same thing with, like, with women. They really, I mean, guys can get real selfish, but women inherently are designed to, like, take care of their kids and you know, be the, you know, build the nest. I talk to these moms. I'm like, listen, I understand that that's like a desire and you put yourself off. But look where that's gotten you. Yep. Overweight, frustrated, pissed off, drinking wine too much, you know, becoming the victim. And I'm like, okay, well, let's prioritize mom time. Let's get your shit together. Because when mom's good. The, the, the whole house is the, good. The whole house yeah, is good. Exactly. If mom's not good, everything is fucked. Exactly. And everybody's going to know about it. Right, like I want Allie. I'm like, listen, do your gym time, do your d- nutrition. Like, you do what you got to do, because I know when she's good, I'm good. Yes, you know that whole thing. Like, happy and if wife, mom's happy not life. doing her thing, and yeah. then you do your thing, yeah, holy shit, it's ten times worse. Yeah, exactly. And that's well, we can. I don't know how much you want to get into that, but yeah, we there's that gap effect, right? Um. As the man, and we tell that, like, men, you have to lead the way. You have to set the example. And you don't need to, you don't need to, this is where guys fuck up. You fuck up where, like, for instance, you come on, you come on board and you're like, I'm going to change my life and I'm doing these macros and I'm getting up with a purpose and I'm setting my routine and I got my GSD list and I'm doing all this stuff. And I'm starting to feel good. Um, and then you're going to impart that on your family. No, you guys are doing it this way. You guys need to eat this. Like, I'm throwing out the stuff in the pantry. Like, hey, listen, if that's your family culture and you, they can handle that, cool. Usually, that ain't going over so well. They don't take very well to that. No. No. Especially if you've been a hypocrite for this whole time. And all of a sudden, one week, you jump on. And you're like, this is the way it's going to be now. They're like, okay, motherfucker, sure. <laughs> you know, instead, you do your own thing. Just lead, right? Just, just, lead. just do it. Do the like, thing. Like George and Tim, like Tim, the two, two, you know, and Tony, all the guys that, you know, that, that I have, they didn't really impart it on their family. They just did their thing. Exactly. And all of a sudden their kids and their wife's like, what's <clears throat> going on? What do you, what do you got going on here? Your tribe watches everything you do, the good and the bad. So oh, you know what? You know what was cool? So this happened to George. George Cano, culinary, uh, culinary companion out of Dallas, Texas, and also GC seasonings. Um, two of my, two of my clients and tribe members, GC seasonings are is, good stuff. That's good stuff, dude. Um, so, you know, he's been working with his, you know, obviously George has gotten in phenomenal shape. I don't know if you've seen the, Oh, photos. absolutely. Like he looks like a Chippendales like, dancer. It's like a 300, yeah, exactly. 300 pound fat dude to, 
you know, chef to like, looks like a damn chicken. What, I mean, what did he call himself? Pudding cup. Pudding, pudding cup. Yeah, he looked like a pudding <laughs> cup before. Him and Tony literally could go make money on the weekend stripping at this yeah. point. Um, how ridiculous they look. Anyways, so he's been working with, you know, he let us, he kind of didn't force it on the family, just did his own thing. Your kid was like, holy shit, dad, how do I, when I get up, when I get older, how do I get abs like you now? You know, like he's doing workouts, but he's doing, they're doing races together, doing workouts together. And he's gotten his kid into doing ice baths, you know, and like really leaning into the uncomfortable and doing the hard work. Yeah. Right. So get this, dude, this kid is living like with values, with intention, doing the hard work. I think he's maybe 11 or 12. And um, so he likes this girl at school. Now we're talking 2023, 11 or 12 years old, likes a girl at school. What typically happens these days when a boy likes a girl? Like <laughs> Snapchat. Snapchat. DMs. Yep. Like not approaching. Go hit him up on social. You can't you can't talk in person yeah. anymore. Yeah. Do you know do you know what George's son did? Went to the girl's father. Wow. And said, Hey, I'm so and so. Introduce himself. I would like to hang out with your daughter. Is that okay? How freaking the the, the George said the dad was like it was probably stunned, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, holy shit, in this day and age, a young man's coming to me. I just want to, hey, I want to hang out with your daughter. Is that okay? Bro, that's yeah. that's some next level shit. But that's what we're talking about. Like, think about what that young man's going to be in his life because of, like, the foundations being set right now. All because the father took responsibility, changed his own life. Yeah. Like, we need a lot more of that. So, it's funny. My, my stepson, Brendan, uh, baseball player in college, mm-hmm. COVID hit. Stop working out, stop doing his training and stuff, start putting on a little bit of weight. I remember. And then one day we we realized we were wearing the same size pants. Brendan did not like that. Mm. So he started getting back in the gym, got him on a hypertrophy program. Now this kid is like texting me at least twice a week. I just hit this PR. I just hit this PR. Look at how my body's changing. All because he saw what I was doing and said, I can't let the old man yeah, <laughs> do, yeah, yeah. do you better than that. I have to get on the same track. And now he's kicking ass. That's dope. Kicking ass. Yeah. It all, but it all, it does. It all starts, it all starts with yourself. Like you have to, if you're not taking ownership and there is like, you can't, you got to stop lying to yourself. That's, that's the biggest thing, right? I think too many men live that, that fake life. And it's easy when you, that life is on social media mm-hmm. and video games. You don't have to be genuine. You can, you could live in fantasy land. Like how many guys, I was one of them at 300 pounds, you know, playing Call of Duty. I'm an operator, right? I can, I can do all this stuff. Uh, Stand up off the couch. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me move the chicken nuggets out of the way while I, you know, I get up. It's, yeah. it's this fantasy world that you, that you really put yourself in. Oh, God. And then I oh. even say, you know, to all the guys out there that are going to listen to this, and, and if you're in that spot from an anxiety standpoint, you wake up in the morning, you get dressed, put on a T-shirt, and walk out the door, right? Mm-hmm. Don't even probably think about it. Can't do that when you're 305 pounds. Can't just get up and put on a t-shirt and walk out the door because you're so anxiety ridden about what are you going to look like in those clothes? How tight is that shirt going to be? Who's going to be looking at you? Even though nobody may be in your mind, the entire world is looking at That's you. It's crazy. The entire world is judging. You're really thinking about Absolutely. that all the time? Do you know how many times during the summer, 90 degrees, I would wear long sleeve shirts, button up shirts, and people be like, why are you dressing like that? The lie. That's my fashion, man. It's my style. 
I like it. It's not my style. I'm fucking dying of heat over here. But you're embarrassed. You're embarrassed yeah. of the way your body is. You're embarrassed of how you're going to look in just a t-shirt. It's rough. It's rough mentally. It's just that's just so much pain, dude. You're really, it, you're really like those guys are in a lot of pain. A lot of, and you and you keep yourself in that in that position, right? You keep just putting that pain upon yourself instead of just doing the fucking work and changing your life. Which can just, I mean, it's, it it's sounds, not it's it's not easy, right? Yeah. It's hard. But it's not hard. But it's worth it. Yeah. It, it is hard. It. it is hard. And the, the work is hard. But, but it's, it's not impossible. Yeah. It's not impossible. But it's so worth it. it. Absolutely. I mean, now, I mean, you know, we always talk about moving the goal line, right? We're never where we want to be. We're always moving yeah, forward. You, it's funny. You're like, I have this goal. And then you get there. You're like, nope. Nope. This, is, this isn't where I want to be. Remember up with you. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. I get people all the time that say, why do you still do what you do? I'm not there yet. I'm not there. When are you going to be there? Never. Bro. Maybe when I'm dead. Yeah, when I graduate. <laughs> yeah. But when I expire. But you know, you're you're always trying to improve yourself. You don't just sit back and say, Yep, I've hit that goal. Yeah. Cause it's scary when you when you think I'm done, but you're really not. So hundred grand. I should have charged you a lot more. <laughs> Shit, no. I fucked that I, up. I won that lottery. Yeah, no, I really fucked. I mean, what did we do back in the day? It was like thirty five dollars. Something for- something stupid and crazy like that. I was like, I'm just going to, Josh, you want to try this thing? <laughs> let's just do this thing because people are asking. And I said, yeah, sure, man. And I was like, let's build a Google sheet. <laughs> but, you know, you, you always talk about get a coach, right? Get a coach. Yeah. And it's so true because could I have started working out on my own? Maybe. But to have that coach holding you accountable, yeah. to have you and Josh saying, eat this, do this, shut up, and just do it. And the results are there. And then calling you on your bullshit. That's key. Oh, I got busy. Did you, motherfucker? Or did you just like sleep in? <laughs> you just slept in, right? Yeah. 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 Got it. Well, let's not do that tomorrow. Yeah. It's just a little simple shit, man. The uh, I think really what what makes a big difference, and we'll pivot to some normal shit, but um, the mentorship calls are just, I think that's where the work is. Yes. Just like we talk about, like you don't have an app problem. You don't have a fitness problem. You don't have a nutrition problem. This is this is your enemy. This is your enemy right here, and that's where we get in some deep in, conversations, some deep shit in there, man. But that's where that's where the people are struggling. That's where the work needs to be done. And I think for me, um, you know, being on those calls, everyone knows I'm not alone. That's what that's what it blows my mind. When like when I wrote my book, you know, you think that you're like this special butterfly and like all this, the stuff that you deal with. I'm the only one going through I'm this. I'm the only one going through this. I'm like, no, dude, welcome to 98% of the men in this country. Absolutely. Surprise. You're not a special butterfly, dude. Like your, your situation is not unique to yourself. Sorry, dude. I mean, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but like you're not a, you're not a special butterfly. Yep. Everybody's dealing with the same shit, dude. We just have choices to make. You're just making bad ones. I'm making good ones. And we're so conditioned to not ask for help. Yeah. Nope. I'm a, I'm a strong man. I don't need the help. But it's funny when you get in the group and guys start opening up and you're like, I'm delivering the mentorship. And then afterwards we talk about it and guys are like, oh, I'm having problems with my wife because X, Y, and Z. I'm having problems with my kids X, Y, and Z. And everybody's like, yep. <laughs> me too. Me yep. too. Me too. Me too. And then giving the tools to be able to do it better. And I think, like, for me, one of the things that I love the most is hearing clients say, oh, I messaged you on, like, privately. And now they're connecting outside of the, the mentorship oh, yeah, calls, dude. which is awesome. Yeah, that's that's been happening for a minute. I've noticed that. 
that it's, there's a lot more of that happening, which is cool. And I like people watch, watch watching people link up. Yeah. Like, well, we started a cult. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. you are a cult leader. A cult leader. You are David Koresh. I, I was making jokes when on people were commenting on the on that post, and I was like, I said, yeah, but our Kool Aid tastes a little bit like pre workout. <laughs> just, just fair warning. If this is joining a cult, sign me the fuck up. Yeah, somebody right? actually said that they're like it's actually not a bad thing. All it is is like somebody with a con like if you take out the negative portion of it, all it is is a group of people that share the common like a common values. Yeah, you know what I mean. So we call it a tribe. Some people call it a cult. I'm good with the cult too. Yeah, I'm good either yeah. way. So you actually, your what did you call it the other day? Your your side hustle. It, your uh, your side hustle is actually in security. <laughs> so how long have you been doing that? Uh, I mean, with Microsoft, it, it, ten years this year. I don't know if you could tell you who it was. Yeah, I could yeah. say it. I'm with Microsoft. Everybody's gonna be like, "Fucking Microsoft! What the hell?" Ex great company. I love yeah. it. It's gonna be ten years as a, as an FTE. Um, but I've been doing security for 25, 30 years. Yeah. Um, it's interesting stuff. So like you've been, un unfortunately you've been very pre preview to all of the things happening in the nation. Yes. Yeah. So we, we were responsible for North America. So everything that happens with outside of the Puget Sound area in North America, my team handles. So what's your perception on, I mean, let's, let's talk, let's, let's, let's I mean, what you can talk about, yeah. right. But like. Yeah. As you see things that are you know playing, especially the last like three years that with riots and all these different things, what was your perception from a security a security standpoint? It's all about keeping people safe, keeping our employees safe. And you know, from the from the pandemic standpoint, we had you know everyone switched to working from home, so it wasn't just hey I work at this office or I work at this office. Now it's we have remote employees. How do we keep remote employees safe? So that was a big challenge that I think the team really stepped up to the plate and did a did a really good job. What were some of the methods? Like, cause like, if, <clears throat> if someone's listening to this and you really want to learn like, well, how, how do I keep myself a little more safe? You know, what are the, what are the steps that you guys were taking to be like, you know, whether awareness, whatever it may be. Awareness and education, right? Okay. We know, letting people know. So we have a very robust security team, intelligence team. So when we get advanced notice of things that are happening, we pass it along to employees as soon as possible. Give them the tips like, Hey, stay away from this area. Because it's edu education and awareness, right? So if yeah. you know a demonstration is going to happen at XYZ Street, don't put yourself in that situation. S stay clear. You still, people still do. They do. Yeah. They do. Yeah. And then you guys have assets to Correct. support. Yep. Absolutely. People. It's pretty cool, man. This is actually what you were telling me. I don't want to get Well, you know, it's it. funny because when people hear you, I work for Microsoft, it's always like, oh, you know computers? No. Just for everybody, <laughs> he runs a fucking Android, so let's just get that straight. Yeah, it's a pain in my ass. Well, you know, it's funny. When I started with Microsoft, we had Windows phones. I don't know what those are. Yeah, they were, Windows had, we had our own operating system phones made by uh, Nokia. Microsoft made really their own shit. phones. Actually, the operating system was awesome. I loved it. And then uh, once we stopped making that product, we now support our software on Android and iOS. Oh, okay. But yes, I run an Android. I'm on the dark side. We're going to get you there. I'm, maybe I won't get you there, but I think maybe your daughter might. <laughs> yeah, Cassidy keeps plugging away to get me. As yeah, if she, and then if she moves away like permanently, bro, FaceTime's where it's at. There's Messenger. There's what the fuck is that? Like, uh, we have Google Meet. <laughs> I like Google Meet for because um, I hate Zoom, even though we use it. I hate. I, I like Google Meet for meetings on the computer. Yeah, the phone shit, dude. I don't. I, I can't get. 
can't get around it, man. I can't, I can't get on board. I just can't get on board, man. I, I want to do voice text with you, Jerry. I need to shoot you voice text. I'm busy. You see my schedule. Yeah. I'm busy. And I'm like, matter of fact, I, uh, one of the patient, your patient coordinator, I, I got to talk to him. One of your patient coordinators is on it. I went to go text him for you yeah. on your behalf yeah. at core. And I saw that he, his number was green. I'm like, fuck. I just put it down. I was like, I'll do, I'll get to this later. Yeah, I remember the one, uh, you sent me an audio message on Google meet and you're like, well, I guess this is the way we have to do things. I can't even do a group text with Jerry because he's, he's an Android. The worst I think is when Josh sends me videos because he sent a couple to you and me together Yeah, and you're like, Oh, it looks great. And on my phone, it's, it's like this big and blurry and can't do it, dude. <laughs> Mark, I can't do it. I can't get on board, bro. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be like a, a, like when we onboard new people for like coaches or employees, I'm like, what phone do you have? Android? <laughs> nope. You're out, bro. Can't, I can't communicate with you. Um, I, I want to go back and touch on one thing you said. Yeah. So with everything that's going on in the country, in the world these days, I think that ties right back to being physically fit. Because, and I, and I say this story, I've said it a bunch of times, 2016, Fifth Avenue, New York City, I was, uh, I was talking to an NYPD officer during a protest. And what was happening in 2016? Trump got elected. <laughs> Doesn't even like register him and be like, <laughs> yeah. why? Wow, okay, so cool. there was an anti-Trump protest on Fifth Avenue. Of course, of course there was. Uh, I was on the street just watching, and there was thousands of people there. Yeah. And I kept saying to myself, man, if something went down right now, I'm done. I can't physically defend myself. And then I got back to the hotel, and I was like, man, if my kids or wife were with me, I would have fucking lost them too. And then you ordered some Doritos. Yeah, then I ordered <laughs> some chicken nuggets and, and, you know, and ate myself to sleep. But you, these days, and we, you know, you've mentioned it too, you know, you can turn the corner and there's a, a demonstration going on. Yeah. That can turn violent really quick. Yeah. Are you physically prepared to defend yourself and your family? And if you're not, you need to make some better decisions. Or even the ability just to run. <laughs> like, just fucking, can you run away? Like, and I'm not like, oh, I would never run. Okay, motherfucker, listen. You could be the most badass dude if you're about to get jumped by 30 people or people like smashing bricks over people's heads. Fucking run, dude. Yep. Fucking run. Get the fuck out. So, you know, I've been going to the gun range a lot, doing exactly. a lot of gun training. And, and that's one of the things I talk about. Like, you know, I'm you're not sure if that's legal up in your neck, neck of the woods. Somewhat. <laughs> but that's one of the things I talk about. Like, if you're engaged in a situation, your first thing should be get away. Yeah. Like, you don't have to sit there and be the okay corral and, and you know, shoot away. If you can get away, get away. All the macho dudes in the comments would be like, I would never run. Like, you're going to get your ass kicked. You know, one of the biggest lies I told myself, version one. I'm not afraid of anything. Okay. Nothing. I'm not afraid of anything. Yeah, okay, fucker. Yeah, like you said, it goes back to that guy. If that if, if version one Jerry was on the mats this morning, just rolling around, just wrestling, grappling. Yep. Now we're throwing blows. I mean, what what do we roll for? An, an hour? Right? About an hour. About an hour? Yeah. And I, I'm in decent shape, I think, right now. Yeah. I was gassed. I, I, I was sweating. I felt great. It's rough, dude. But it was rough. It's rough. If I was that guy, you would have made one round. I was going to say, I don't think I would have made a second round. No, it would have been done for the day. You would want to throw up. And now, now add in striking. Yes. So now you got a guy that can grapple and ground, like, and pound you. Yep. Bro, you're fucked. And these were guys that actually, like, we met each other. We liked each other <laughs> yeah. off the bat, right? Yeah. Think about that guy who just wants to kill you. Yeah, dude, you're done. You're, you're done. Yeah. And then after he's done with you, 
What's he going to do to your 19-year-old daughter? Oh, God. Yeah, that's... There you go. That hits home. It hits hard real quick. Yep. There's a, there's a overconfidence of, of men for sure. So... Get your house in order, dude. So to answer your question from before, there is no amount of money I would have spent. Yeah. If I had to do Uber, if I had to mow lawns, I don't care. I would have found that money to get to where I am right now. So how's it lie? Do you like working for um, uh, the corporate world in the modern day? Love it. It's great stuff. Just got to cover from tattoos. Yes, yes. Don't want to offend so anybody. Yeah, it, yes, I usually wear hoodies and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to trigger people. Oh, man. I was watching. I showed that. Uh, did you ever see the, the there's an Aussie commercial where you guy's driving by? And he's like, hey, um, you mind taking a photo of all of us? And he's like, cool. He's like, and he starts out, he's like, all right, three, two, one, everybody say cheese. And they were like, oh, I'm a vegan, so can we <laughs> pick a different word? He's like, sure, what the fuck ever. And then it just goes out of control. And they're like, no, what, what, we have to be inclusive. We have to do this. What about the animals? What about, he's like, oh, I'm triggered. He's like, oh, is that a portion of the gun debate? It just goes out of control. <laughs> so they did a very good job showing how ridiculous everything is. Well, you remember a few months ago when the FBI, that there was that memo that came out about militant violent extremists? Oh, yeah, I was on it. Yeah, so I get a text yeah. message from a buddy of mine who's on the job. He's like, hey, you're an MVE now. I said, what are you talking about? How are you How are you that? Two of the top um, symbols of mm-hmm. the of that MVE. So we the people and the don't tread on me flag. Oh, I remember the don't tread, the don't tread on. Yep. So these two symbols makes me a militant, violent extremist. I was at the top of the list. Like former, like former military yep. special operations yep. guys are like basically domestic terrorists. It's like, whoa. Thank you for your ser- service. Thank, thank you. <laughs> thank me for my service. What the fuck? Yeah, man. It's a, we're living in strange times. I never thought, I honestly do, like pre, pre uh, COVID or whatever bullshit they want to call it. Biggest scam ever. Pandemic, dude. Like, and now it's like straight. We like we know, like all of it. Just, we got played. I mean, I knew now. I knew then we were getting played, but whatever. Just now coming out. Yeah, now yeah. it's legit. Now I'm not wearing a tinfoil hat. Now it's like <laughs> okay, you're accepted. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Um, fuck, I lost my train of thought. We're we're talking about nowadays versus pre-pandemic. Oh, I was just like living. Yeah, like I got out of the military and I'm like, okay, sweet. Dude, I had 12 years, bunch of deployments overseas. Now it's my time. I'm going to chill, dude. I'm going to go grow my businesses, make money. Nobody knew my like political affiliation. Nobody knew my opinions on anything, dude. I didn't talk about it. I talked about individuals. I talked about our businesses. That was it. Yeah. Talked a little about the military. But like as far as my opinions on anything, I didn't, none of anybody's business. And then they fucking did the thing. Fuck with me. Like felt like John Rambo was like, dude, you drew like you drew first <laughs> blood, bro. You woke a bunch of people up. And like I didn't want I didn't want to deal with all that. And um yeah, I never thought I'd live in a world to where like the country I mean, obviously there's people that say, Oh, you I saw it coming. It's like, yeah, I, I see there there of course there were signs, but never in a million years would you think and history does point to this that the people who serve the country turns out to be like the, the, enemy, the enemy of the state. Yeah. I was just living in 
like bliss essentially like and then all this stuff happened i was like what the fuck kind of world are we living in it's funny you you say that because i think rogan was talking about this the other day where um in the like johnny carson days Mm -hmm. when you were a tv host they didn't know your political affiliations, right? You, no. ju- you just did your thing. You just did your job, man. Nowadays, if you're not telling people what your political affiliation is, you're the you're the on the outside. You're the and everybody's digging, wanting to know. Correct. Yeah, yeah. And you have to say something about everything. You have to have a point of view on everything. Isn't that crazy? But what's <clears throat> what's wild is all this all this this woke bullshit. How I, I think it's gonna. I think there's a tide coming the other direction because just on a monetary is all the things that they're doing that is like that they're failing yeah like they're just not making money meanwhile maverick like american as fuck is like yep yeah yeah you know what i mean it shows it shows that like hey guys guys want normal shit yep you know what i mean we don't want your agenda like we got enough agenda we don't need your shit forced down our our throats like i just want to be fucking dance monkeys entertain me you know what i mean that's it just dance Dance and entertain me, and and stop making me think about, you know, you know what color of rainbow <laughs> I need to salute flag or something like that. I, I don't know if you listen to Bill Maher at all or watch him at all, but no, I've I don't agree with everything he says, but I'm noticing now He's like a har- hardcore like liberal wasn't he? he? But his whole stance now is I haven't changed. It's them who are becoming crazy. They're fucking crazy, yeah. bro. And I find myself agreeing with him a lot more on things than I ever had in the past because he's saying, like, I didn't change my views. I'm still the same liberal I've been for 20-something years, 30-something years, whatever. They're just gone nuts. The, the other side has just gone way to the other fucking side. What the, I'm like, it's it's mind-blowing, dude. It is. It's mind-blowing. Meanwhile, our enemies, like, oh, God. Have you ever seen those uh, the China and Russian uh, military commercials? They're... <laughs> the recruiting commercials yes. are fucking dope. Dude. Yes. I'm like, Mark, you seen those? They're like 1980s commando trailers is what it looks like. Like it's, they're badass, bro. And then ours is like a cartoon about <laughs> same sex parents. <laughs> what the fuck does that have anything to do with? Like, I don't even give a shit. Like you have same sex parents. Cool, dude. Yeah. What the hell does that have to do with your military service? Correct. Jack and shit. Go be a badass. <laughs> I, I don't care. It's, it was it was so freaking confusing. So we have cartoons of that. Meanwhile, you know, it literally like they're 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 like fight like the Chinese are like they got their shirts off and they're fighting and they're like striking each other and doing jujitsu in the snow. You know, the Russians are doing bad. At, like, look, Russians. The Russian one looked like a uh, what was the Kurt Russell uh, movie where he was he was like some. I don't know, man. I forgot what the name of the movie is. Escape from New York? No, no, no. He was a soldier. He was like this genetic creation soldier. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, when they were kids, they would like run like platoons, and one kid fell behind, and then he was up front leading the platoon, and the kid fell behind, and and all you heard was a shot. Like They fucking killed the kid because he fell out. Like So it was some weird kind of program. I don't know. It was was a dope movie. Um, And nowadays, you can't even yell at that person who's who's last in line. So that's what... That's what this this Russian uh, commercial was like. Gotcha. And then ours is like talking about, I don't know, painting or something. Well, you, I mean, look at all these police departments that are lowering their hiring standards. There are physical requirements to bring people on board. But and our, and our enemies are increasing their standards. Yeah, exactly. They're not lowering. They're not. You know, if you're if you're a cop, I, I saw a I saw a, a Chinese classroom. 
kids. Putting the guns together. Right? Yes, yes, bro. I saw that. Yes. I'm like, how how are you guys missing this? This is what our enemies are doing. They're force-feeding us garbage. Yep. Like, they're literally putting garbage in our media and force-feeding us bullshit. And then we have all these, like, we're, we're changing all these these ideology and taking out all, anything of any substance away from people, making it all about their feelings. And our enemy, our enemy's kids are assembling and disassembling firearms. They're doing firearms. that. You put a picture of a Nerf gun on Instagram and you're fucking shadow banned. Fact. It's crazy. <laughs> right? What? We're fucked. Fuck. We're fucked. I mean, we, we are fucked. We're, we're, we may be okay. I'm okay. I'm going to be fine. <laughs> Uh, me and mine are gonna be fine, but exactly. the thing is, is, and, and that's kind of the reasons why you know Josh and I, you know, started the things that we do, and that's the reason why we've invested in the Squire program, and you know, I'm going out to the project and being a guest, you know, an instructor for the project, and we run the ago. All these things are, is our way of pushing back. You know, hell, this fucking podcast is a way of pushing back of the opposition, and as just having trying to have more conversations about this stuff to wake people up, wake men up, and go, hey, dude. Because I've said it before, the real pandemic is really just men. Yes. Because if if you think about if every man, and, and I don't mean that we have to share the same I- ideas, right? But if every man was you like you and I, like we valued our freedom, we valued our speech, we valued our fitness, we were building wealth, we just we thought for ourselves, and we and we made decisions what was in best interest of our families and our communities. Nowadays, we're the enemy, dude. This is the reason why they would never have been able to pull this off in the past. But they've, over the last three to four decades, they've taken the power away from men. Yep. Slowly trickled it away. Um, segregated them from their families, from power. Made them fat, sick, dumb, docile. And now they can do whatever they want to do. I mean, that's what I would do in a foreign country. Absolutely. I would go and, I mean, like, where's the military-age males? <clears throat> I'm gonna go kill them. I'm gonna take them out of power. I'm gonna I'm gonna discredit them as much as possible. And then what? There's nobody to defend the country. It's done. So that's what they did internally to us. They just pacified all the men, made it bad to be a man. And then boom. If we had an entire community of strong men in this country, there's no fucking way. Because the government would come down and be like, oh, we're gonna do this. Actually, no, you're not. not. You work for us, one. Two, it's not in the best interest of our communities, our business, and our families. So, no, you won't be doing that. And see, not to get off on a tangent. Come again. They forgot that. They forgot that they work for us. Oh, 100%. It's time time to remind them. And I think the way that we remind them is making men men again. Yes. And then when that happens, then it's like, okay, if this happens again, no. Not today, buddy. Sorry, uh, it's not gonna. That's not in the best interest of what we need. Yeah, you know, and we're not. We don't have enough of that. No, it's scarce. Yeah. Anyways, welcome to America. <laughs> yeah, America, twenty twenty three. So, what is what is your next? What is your next thing? I honestly don't know. Like you don't have. What's your what's your what are you working on? What is Josh and what are you and Josh cooking up for yourself right now? Just continuing to uh, refine the project and the yeah. chassis. Yeah. Yeah. You know, going from what I looked like before and then, you know, getting out of the shower and like, holy shit, there's abs. 
Yeah. Those things exist. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like that statue and they just kind of chipping away at the finer points. And now it seems like you're really more, now that you've kind of gotten a solid foundation, it's like, how do I add more skills? Yes. Now that I have the capability of adding skills, how many, how many skills can I add? I mean, doing jujitsu this morning could have and would have never done that at 305 pounds. Yeah. What, um, What's the name of the place that you got close to th- that I hooked you up with? Um, Loftus Jiu-Jitsu Open Jersey. What was the guy's name? The brown belt? Jack. Jack. I, don't know, I don't remember his last one, but yeah, Jack. He's a, he's a LE, right? He's yeah, an yeah. yeah. Brown belt up there, yeah. yeah. You should go have fun with him. Yes, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> go get, go get tossed around yeah, quite a bit more. You're fine. Um, and your daughter's getting into it as well, right? Yeah. She wants to get into it? Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah, I think, I think it's going to help her, again, physically, mentally. Yeah. Just... Getting her on the on the path, continuing. I gotta not talk to her. I'm gonna talk to her out of going to going to school. Please Never. do. <laughs> really? Please do. Dude, it's just like I, I just have such a hard time with with the, the education system and what they're. It makes you broke. Yeah, I mean, and where you think you want to do it, 17, 18, 19 years you old. You don't want to like, do it, fucking thirty five, forty. I don't fucking like nineteen. I think back to me being nineteen, like in the military. I was fucking clueless. It was a good thing I was in the military. <laughs> I had no idea what I wanted to do. Shit, I didn't know what I wanted to do until I was like in my late 30s, pretty much. Like, yeah. I'm just now like, this is what I like to do for now. Yeah. You know, in five years, it might be completely different. Absolutely. You know, but the whole thing of, no, you have to pick a career, invest 200 to 200 grand into it, and then do this for the rest of your life. It's like a damn death sentence. Yes. And you're saddled with it. Quit, Cassidy. <laughs> it's the only thing you can quit in life. <laughs> Go to work. Just go figure out. We're okay if you quit this one. Jesus, dude. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, I would be more interested in a kid going and getting it like an entry level job in the field that they're interested in and just learning it. Yeah. Think about where you would be if you could do that. Now, obviously, if you want to be a doctor, lawyer, there's specialties. There's a certain specialty, of course, that you need. You need very specific, you know, um, instruction for but for just about anything else just go do the thing just go do the thing learn how to do it learn how to do it work your way up because if you if you got into a job like that that you wanted to do by the time kids are graduating college at 21 22 you've been in the field for four years correct they're gonna on on the job experience they're gonna work for you they're the ones with the degree and and debt yeah, man. That's, I'd do it over again. Now I, I went, you know, I say that I'm a high school dropout with a master's degree, but, um, but all of it was pretty much useless up until my master's program. And even that was just, I could have gotten that through coaching, through master classes, life experience. Life experience yeah. You know what I mean? It, my, my master's program was in leadership and business and, while I enjoyed it, it's nothing more ground. It's not anything more groundbreaking than some of the things I've done with my coach, with you know my coaches, um, some of the events that I've attended. It's all the same shit. Yeah, you know, well, that's why I think a lot of companies. There's been quite a few companies now that are changing their recruitment standards from college requirements. Really? Yeah, because I think they're realizing that it doesn't. It's, did, a, it's a piece of paper. Did you need? Did you need college to get in with? No. Nope. Do you have college? I have some college. Never graduated. 
not necessary. Not necessary. Yeah. It's funny. I was, I, so I got, I got a, um, I was going to school when I got out of the military and I was trying to get this investor to invest in my first business, which as you know, is a huge failure. He did give me a piece of advice. He goes, he goes, home. Oh, I was trying to go to school for this, this. He's like, why? He's like, well, you know, so I learned more about business. He's like, you know how you learn more about business? Doing business. Doing business. Yeah. He goes, what's going to happen is you're going to hire people that are grad uh, that have graduated college to go manage your P&L. Like, you're going to go do the work. You're going to go make the money. You're going to grow the business. And this guy with 100000 or $200,000 in debt, you're going to give him a job, and he's going to do your administrative work. Yeah. He's like, don't be that guy. He's like, go start your business. You know, I'm like, cool. Can you have a, a million dollars? He's like, no. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> That's pretty much what happened. I flew out to Austin and met with this this uh, VC firm. And he was like, no, not a good deal. I'm like, no, it's a fucking great deal, bro. <laughs> you don't know what you're you don't missing. know what you're missing. And then he told me that. And I was like, cool. So you're going to invest? He's like, nah. Keep at it, kid. <laughs> <laughs> fucking There's decade. always next time. Yeah, fucking decade later, here we are. Um, but it takes time, man. It, it does take time. But what you're doing... What you and Josh built with the Agogi, yeah. what guys like Bedros is doing with the project and with the Squire program, I mean, literally changing the fucking country. Slowly. Ch slowly changing the country. That's where it is. I mean, that's what we have to do. We have to, it's like basically creating, I mean, not in, not in an insurgency the way that they, the way they're talking Correct. about it. Yeah. It's, it's like, how do you change, you have to change the foundation. So really change as much men as possible, which is good, but that's really so that you can change the next generation. If we can invest in these, these these young men and young women, and get them to see what's going on, educate them, put it kind of in a way. Not I don't like to say like well, we need to go back. We don't need to go back. There's a certain set. There's a certain set of values and, and morals and things that that were that were there. Like don't get me wrong. Like growing up in the '80s as a kid, I mean, you remember? Fucking awesome. Yeah, dude. it was awesome. It sucks that my kids can't experience the way playing. Like, no, there was no video game. I mean, there was video games. Manhunt until the streetlights went on. And, yeah, yeah, dude. Like, you're just out playing, drinking from a hose. You know what I mean? Like, just going out playing. I mean, even I remember going trick-or-treating till, you know, 9, 10 o'clock at night. Now there's curfews. and Oh, it's so bad, dude. Anyways. Work. They do those trunk-or-treats now instead of going to the neighborhood. It's I Yeah. It was just awesome. The whole thing was awesome. And so I'm not saying that it was that we need to go backwards by no means because you never go backwards. Go forward. You have to go forward, but we can we can do better going forward. And if we and if we invest in the youth, we teach them these values, we teach them what's important. We teach them that you can stay off your fucking phone and not get sucked in, you know, being part of doing what the opposition wants you to do. Thinking for yourself, doing the things that make you healthy. Doing the things that you're, it's good for your community and people. Learning how to serve, right? Thinking about, and I told that to the project. I mean, you want to super, like, all these guys are, you know, it's very intense, right? So they're dealing with their own pain. And then you go inward. I'm like, you want a superpower? Stop worrying about your own bullshit and worry about the guy next to you. All of a sudden, you're no longer, like, you don't even feel your own pain. You're more concerned about your brother next to you failing. Yeah. It's the same shit and everything else. Stop yep. worrying about your fucking self. Like get your get your house in order, but then figure out how to serve your people. It's all about the people around us. People around you, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, my problems are not that, 
I don't really give a shit. Like that's that's what a parent is an adult. That's what a that's what an adult is. You're not worried about your own shit because you have too many other people to worry about. You're like, I have to be healthy. I know I have to worry about that, but I'm not worried about my like depression and all that because I'm like, I got a kid to take care of. Yeah. It's the same thing as like your kid wakes up in the middle of the night throwing up. Do you want it? Um, you're tired. You don't want to be up. You just fucking do it. Why? Because you have to. Yeah. Because this person Cause needs your them help. going through pain is yeah. 10 times worse than anything you can. Oh, experience. I would just wish I could take it, man. Exactly. Like, just fucking give it to me. My kid gets sick or something. I'm like, oh god, man, just give me the pain. Let yep. me, let, let me, me, let me take it. it all. Let me bear it. But that just goes to like that's the way it should be. Anyways, but for me, you know, facing mortality, mm-hmm. the question is, you know, what do I leave behind? Right? What? How do you achieve immortality? You teach those around you, and you help them, and then when you're gone, they, those teachings continue on. You know, that's that's my goal. What are my kids going to remember about me? Because what do you want to leave them? If you could, if you like died today, what would, what was what was if you, like? Own your shit. That's it. Don't blame other people. Put in the work. Get it done. Every day. Every day. Yeah. Don't make excuses. And Pop, Papa Frito would be would be proud of you. Papa Frito would be proud of you. Yeah. That's it. I think the last thing I would tell him is. Before you go to bed every night, and I got this from Josh, look at yourself in the mirror. Did you earn that sleep? Did you do everything you were supposed to do today for yourself, for your tribe? If you didn't, why not? Hold yourself accountable. Hold yourself to a higher standard. And if you did, rock out. Rock out. You've earned it. Yeah. That's why I always tell people, like, I'm like, you're going to get real tired. If you join, you're going to get tired. It's okay. It just means you're putting out. I was tired before, right? But it was oh. from eating shit food. Yeah. Right? It was a different, that, kind, of was a different kind of tired. Yeah. Your brain and body is exhausted when you're doing that sort of thing. Yes. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, enough talking. You guys go do your day. Um, Jerry, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for inviting us down, man. We'll see. We'll, we'll have to figure out if we're going to jiu-jitsu or lifting tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. You guys know the deal, man. You know, share this thing grows because you're sharing out there. You're screenshot it. Tag Jerry, tag myself. Um, people need to hear this stuff, man. They need to take ownership of their life, and that's what we want from them. We really, really just want people to take ownership of their life and be the very best version of themselves. So, thanks for hanging out. Never quit. Never surrender. Always forward. We'll see you guys in the next one. Bye. Uh-huh.